Today is Wednesday, March 15th, 2023. This is Quick Start from CBN News. I'm Dan Andros. President Biden says it's almost sinful to not allow children to transition their gender. We'll have that top story and more on today's podcast. We're bringing news from a Christian perspective. Subscribe, leave a rating, share it with a friend. That's your homework. You can also send us your thoughts. Email quickstartpodcast at cbn.org. We'd love to hear from you. Joining me now, as always, to get through the news of the Cray, Billy Hallowell. We've got Trey is still on assignment. What's going on, Billy? Happy hump day. We are, we're halfway through the week almost. It's yep. crazy. And we're moving right it's along. Crazy. Moving right we're along. Zooming. A lot going on. And you have uh, Russell Brand. He's been saying some interesting stuff lately. He really has. He has been. You know, we've been tracking him for years. Um, just, you know, he's known for being, I don't know what the word is. I guess uh, a little provocative maybe. <laughs> um, but but over the last couple of years, has really been turning more toward God, it seems like. So he has some really interesting comments on that. Yeah, I mean, and he's been kind of, blasting the media and its co- its coverage on the vaccine and, and COVID and things like that. So very interesting stuff. We'll, we'll get into that here in a few minutes. Also on the main thing, CBN's Chuck Holton is in Panama. The border crisis is just getting worse and worse. There was a massive spike of migrants. We talked about the videos where they're rushing the bridges in El Paso. Well, Chuck's in Panama where a lot of this starts, and he's got a really, really powerful report from down there. We're going to hear that on the main thing today. But first... We're going to get through the news here in 90 seconds. And winter isn't finished just yet. And there is a big nor'easter that is bringing heavy snow and winds, even some flooding across the northeast of the United States. And it's threatening power outages. Obviously, travel could be very much impacted. Some areas could are, are looking at getting up to about 18 inches of snow potentially with a lot of the areas getting six to eight-ish. And OpenAI yesterday released GPT-4. This is a more powerful update of its text generator engine that everyone's dabbling with and talking about right now, these AI products. So basically the robots are getting smarter already. Uh, So we're gonna be looking into that as well. Also, President Joe Biden earlier this week waded in to the transgender issue and he called restrictions surrounding children who identify as trans he called them cruel and he said they were quote close to sinful he was talking to the daily show and he was referring to florida's restrictions on transgender interventions for kids he said quote it's just terrible what they're doing end quote those are just uh, some of today's top headlines you can check out those stories and a whole lot more over at cbnnews.com. Billy, it just seems this trans issue is not going away. And when you watch the president of the United States say things like he said, and I have, I have a clip here. I, if, if you all will humor me for a minute here, this is a, a clip of him talking to The Daily Show. He's talking about gay marriage and the trans issue. The first reaction you're going to hear is him talking about when he supposedly had a... a, a awakening moment on the issue of gay marriage. Here it is. It's simple. They love each other. And it's never been... It's it's, it's never been... It's just that simple. It doesn't matter whether it's it's same-sex or a heterosexual couple. They should be able to be married. What is the problem? 
So listen to your auntie and your uncle. Get married. Do it now. Don't wait. Uh, transgender kids is a really harder thing. What's going on in Florida is, as my mother would say, close to sinful. I mean, it's just terrible what they're doing. It's not like, you know, a kid wakes up one morning and says, you know, I decided I want to become a man or I want to become a woman or I want to change. I mean, what, 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 what are they thinking about here? Just really remarkable comments. And let's start with the first one there. He was talking about in high school. He said his dad tro- dropped him off and he saw two grown men kissing. And they said they and his dad just said they love each other. They love each other. And that's where he picked up the story. And then he talked about trans kids saying it's sinful to not have kids change their gender. I mean, this essentially mutilate their bodies. This is, you look at society, this is the president of the United States talking. And I don't know, as, as Christians, we know we're made male and female. And we know what people who are struggling with trans issues, what that means from a Christian perspective, they're going against God's design for them and purpose for them. Yet we have this that we're, we're getting from the top. Yeah, and, and I was trying to remember, and I may have this wrong, but didn't Joe Biden, I, th- I found the story very bizarre with his father and all of that because yes. didn't he spend years opposing gay marriage? Yes. Yep. So, so, so I'm trying to figure out what happened between the age of eight or whenever this was. High school, yeah. And, and you know, 75 or, you know, 18 or 70. Like what, during those years, it seemed like he was not supportive of, of gay marriage. Yeah, he, there's actually a clip going around and I don't have it handy, but he's on one of the interview shows. I think it was Meet the Press with Tim Russert. Yes. And he's yep. arguing, saying, no, no, marriage is a man and a woman. And we're not, why are you, and it's funny because looking back on it now, I think it was like 2006, and yep. he's trying to assuage and calm any fears that might, people might have. Well, what do you, why do you have to put a constitutional amendment in there? What, what do you have to do that for? It's not like we're trying to change the definition of marriage, which is a man and a woman. And yet here we are. So clearly those concerns were warranted back in 2006, despite the assurances of then-Senator Joe Biden. And it's just really, it's one of those issues that you watch, and it's it's almost like the abortion issue where it's gone from what it actually is, which is terminating the life of an unborn child, into choice, just with like kind of word tricks. The same thing with gay marriage. That is an oxymoron. Marriage has always been defined, whether by history, if that's your standard, or God in the Bible, as between a man and a woman. And so maybe you could make an argument for legal protections. Hey, if this other relationship is in something, we want to protect those too. But it, it's not marriage. Like the, It's just not what it is. It's something else. It's, it's a different thing. So you've changed the definition of it, but you've made everybody go along with just redefining it. And here we are. And so we're just having to spoon feed it all. But it, it is remarkable to hear that clip, if you look it up, of Biden with Tim Russert in 06. And if I find it, yeah. I'll put it, if I find it, I'll put it in the description here of the podcast. But to see him arguing that that marriage is a man and a woman, it was totally, that was the safe thing. That was what you had to say back in 2006 if you're a politician. Now you can't say that or you're a bigot. 
Well, and he may not have believed it when he was saying it right. either, right? He had voted he had voted against, I believe, the federal marriage amendment that Bush was pushing um, a couple of times, at least twice, I believe, before this. But, he said, and he and said, he, well, before you go on, Billy, he said he went, he cited the defense. He goes, we have DOMA, mm-hmm. we we have a law in place. Well, a lot of good that did. Right. Why do we need a constitutional amendment? <laughs> marriage right. is between a man and a woman. Yeah, it's just interesting. I thought that story was strange because of all of that. Now, maybe that story was authentic and it's possible. It's how he always felt. And he was just telling a different story right, publicly. Right, right. Who knows? Um, but but the other part of what he said in this most recent interview, the part about it being almost sinful. Yep. I have to tell you, we're at some millstone level like <laughs> yep. pontificating at this point because yep. this and I thought it was interesting how the media framed this. They, they framed it as though he were talking about general transgender rights. He's talking about children. Right. This issue of children is the most contentious issue for a good reason. And so I just found it to be such a strange reaction. And then going on to say, by the way, that he wants to pursue federal legislation on this, that he just like we, we just did for marriage in this country, for right. gay marriage. What would that even mean for, well, for, for parents? parents? Right. If your kid comes out and says, I'm trans and the parents say, I want to uh, no, my kid's not transitioning and they're maybe they're 14 or 15 or something. Are they then going to get overruled in a court? That's the concern that a lot of people are bringing up. Right. Yeah. And, so, and it's a appropriate concern because I think, you know, and what does that do to states that have made a very different standing on this? Yeah. Right. You know, like Florida and other places. So, yeah, it's it's really I, I found the entire exchange to be incredibly troubling. I'll tell you what it I, same here. And I tell you what it will do to states like Florida who've got laws like that is it's probably going to make property values go up. You're going to get a rush of people probably heading over there uh, if, if it's viewed as you're losing parental rights in the state you're in. I don't know if it gets bad enough. People might say, uh, I can't I can't risk staying in the current state uh, that I'm in because who knows what the government will be capable of doing at that point. So, all right, well, we got to move on here. We're going to head to our next story. And comedian Russell Brand, he's been known for, well, v- vulgarity, if we're being honest, and pushing the envelope. But now he's saying and recognizing that he needs God. So wh- what's going on here? What's the context? Yeah, I mean, this is an incredibly fascinating story because Russell Brand has been known for, again, you know, kind of brash commentary, language, those sorts of things over the years. Um, but but what he did was he appeared with Tucker Carlson, which is actually an interesting matchup to begin with. But yeah. we've seen Brand, you know, sort of come out and talk more about freedom, um, critical on the COVID front. You've started to see him sort of move in this more conservative, you know, I'll put that in quotes, um, bent in recent years. But he was talking talking with Tucker um, about his his wellness as a person. He talked about how, you know, I might enjoy feeling privilege and luxury, but I remember what reality is. And then he started going into what reality was for him. He said, quote, I remember that my wellness is contingent upon spiritual connection, upon certain values and principles. Um, he talked about how those those values and principles involve sacrifice and self-scrutiny about his own conduct and behavior. He talked about falling short and always working to improve himself. You know, look, I don't know what's going on in his heart, but he has talked openly in, in recent years about Jesus and the values that Jesus espouses and how important they are to, to look at, which again is shocking. If you went 10 years back and looked at the entertainment he was creating, you yeah. never would have thought 
he's going to come out, you know, talking about these things. Uh, but, but he also said, and I think this is the piece that really grabbed my attention. He said, like many desperate people, I need spirituality. I need God, or I cannot cope in this world. I need to believe the best in people. So that's just a piece of it, but really, really interesting comments. Yeah. Because I mean, he's a very thoughtful, a very smart guy. And like I said, he's been speaking out against how the media covered uh, by and large, how they covered the vaccines, how they covered COVID and, and so he's really pushing the envelope on that and and questioning the powers that be and really, really calling them out on a lot of things that they did during the COVID, early COVID era. And so now he's, when he mentions this stuff, you know, of course, they always take these comments. We're not we're not out here, by the way, just disclaimer for us at CBN, Faithwire. We're not saying that these guys are solid Christians and they're they're people you need to follow and look after. But it is noteworthy when people that have these um lots of influence do make statements of faith. And so what we need to be doing, I think, first and foremost, is praying for people like Russell Brand as they're exploring and, and looking for God, that they would go all the way and not just land sort of in this muddy spiritual realm where they kind of just generically spiritualize things and talk about God as just sort of an external power generically. Right. As Christians, yeah. we want yeah. them to focus on Christ. And that's our hope for our goal and our, and our hope for them. So that's our prayer for him. But it is good to see him moving in that direction. So what, what do you think, Billy, we should take away from what he's saying? Yeah, I think the biggest thing we have to take away is everything you just said. And then the fact that people are on a, a spiritual journey a lot of times. And so it's not our job to say that celebrity is a Christian right. or not. You know, we point out what they're saying, and there may be times they backtrack or say something else that causes that right. to go into question. But, you know, if you go back to 2017, and we covered this back then, um, under on his podcast, Under the Skin, Russell Brand had on former atheist and apologist Alistair McGrath, and he actually said, Russell, you know, is there any point in God? And so here's a guy in 2017 who's asking, is there any point in God? And he's asking a whole bunch of other theological questions and trying to explore and understand. And here he is, you know, six years later talking about how he needs God, right? Yeah. Now, I'm not saying he's landed in a place. I don't know what's in his heart right now, but that is the journey that we're talking about right there. And I think we need to remember that. And as you were saying, pray for people, because that that question to me, is there any point in God, is so phenomenal to see hey, maybe he's discovering that there is a point yeah. in God. Right. And and we always point out, and not always, but a lot of times we point out when people are critical of faith and, and you know, we're trying to sh show kind of the whole spectrum here, not just people who are criticizing or the atheists that are yelling about Christians or whatever the case may be on that front with, with activist groups. But when we see somebody who is moving in the right direction, I mean, we need to encourage them. We need to pray for them because... For exactly the reasons we've been talking about this week, you look at some of the chipping away of religious freedom in America, that kind of death by a thousand paper cuts we talked about that's been happening. The more people, and in general, but then especially people that have influence. Look, I hate that it works that way, but it's true. If you get people that can influence other people and then they are saved and they put their faith in Christ, that is going to have a positive impact. So so we do need to be praying for for people like that precisely because look if I I believe God's sovereign over everything that happens all the chaos that we joke about at the beginning of the podcast, you know, the news of the cray, it is crazy out there. I believe God's sovereign over all of it, but I'd like to selfishly live in a in a time where it's it doesn't completely fall into chaos, where it doesn't completely fall into utter and total 
ruin where we have the president of the United States saying, hey, I think it's sinful that kids can't cut themselves up and chop off their genitalia. I mean, like that's that's like you said, millstone type stuff. I don't want to live in that world. I'd like to live in a world where people are honoring God. So you bet I'm, I'm praying for people like Russell Brand. Absolutely. We're, we have to have that hope that people can be brought along and also praying that other people come into their life who can help guide them. I mean, he certainly seems to be on that trajectory. And again, I'm not even judging where he is because I don't, again, I don't know. Right. We don't yeah. really know what's going on there. But but I think the fact that he also talked a lot about his sobriety, we just covered in December that he hit his 20th anniversary of sobriety. I mean, that alone is an accomplishment. And he was talking about the importance of having other people around him, supporting him, who have helped him make it two decades without drugs and alcohol. So, you know, and again, you go back to the critique we had of him 10 years ago. Who knows what he was going through at that time and coming out of with all of that. I didn't know he had these substance abuse yeah. issues, right? So, right? so it is interesting. It is. I appreciate you bringing that story. And we're going to we're gonna head into the main thing now. And the border, that's another area where it's getting more chaotic. It's getting worse. We saw the viral videos of mass amounts of Venezuelans rushing a border bridge in El Paso, Texas trying to get on to the American side of the border. Well, CBN's Chuck Holton is down in Panama. Interestingly, this is where in the Darien Gap, there is a very dangerous route that a lot of these migrants take. A lot of them die along the way. They, you know, the, the coyotes, the drug lords, the cartels, they know people are vulnerable and going on these paths and they'll attack them there and take them for everything they're worth. They'll rape them. They'll rob them. Very sometimes kill them. It's a very, very dangerous route. Also, they have just a chance to get through Mexico and get up to the American border. Well, CBN's Chuck Holton is in Panama, and he brings us a report on that whole situation and the recent policy changes the Biden administration has made that is potentially making it even worse. That's today's main thing. Not long after sunup, on the steamy Panamanian side of the Darien Gap, dugout canoes make their way downriver to a tiny Indian village. The dugouts aren't carrying locals, however. They're packed with migrants from all over the world whose destination is the U.S. southern border. Recent policy changes by the Biden administration allow 120,000 migrants per month to skip this challenging trek by pre-registering using a new mobile app. Even so... Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas maintains the goal is not to stop migrants from entering the U.S. What we're trying to do is, um, and more broadly, incentivize a safe and orderly way and cut out the smuggling organizations. And I've seen um, the criticism of it as a ban, but it is not a ban at all. Since the new policy only covers Cuba, Haiti, Nicaragua, and Venezuela, Migrants from other countries now fill these routes. The migrants that are coming into Puerto Limon here are the lucky ones. They're the ones that had a little more money and were able to take the shorter route through the jungle that only took three or four days instead of six days or more. These tend to be more from places outside the Western Hemisphere, places like China, Afghanistan, India, places like that. We're going to go down and talk to some right now. Many Chinese people said they decided to come now because of their country's harsh zero-COVID policy. Somalia? Mauritania. Mauritania. Wow. Yeah. Somalia? Wow. 
Among those arriving at Puerto Limon this day included two American journalists, Ben Berquam and Oscar Ramirez. They'd just followed the migrant trail all the way from Colombia, walking three and a half days through the jungle. As we're heading out, we see the same group stuck here, waiting to figure out what to do. Ask him what happened to their guide. Uh, it was way harder than uh, what I thought that it, would, it was going to be. On the first day, it was really hard. We got a little bit lost right there in the second day, so we had a bad track that was double the effort. And on the third day, we were exhausted. Uh, you know, a lot of the people were dehydrated. We saw a lot of migrants dehydrated, so it was really bad. He's not exaggerating. Yet Colombian smugglers are using videos like these to advertise in China, making the trek seem like a fun and easy hike in the woods. Chinese pay smugglers up to $20,000 per person, although the true cost is measured in misery. It is completely destroying the environment. It is risking their lives. It is risking child's lives. It's human torture, what they're doing, and they're abusing, they're abusing people. That is the most shocking thing for me, that they put a human being through that, and they're promoting that. It's really false advertisement, what they're doing. Second Lieutenant Vicente Guerra and his team of Senefront Border Police regularly recover bodies of those who die of heat stroke or drown during river crossings. The dangers these migrants face are enormous because they have no experience surviving in the jungle. Others bring children through this. It's a whole different level of risk they are taking. We carry everything we need in case we have to spend the night in the jungle. These people have nothing. On this trip, the Centerfront team accompanied Ben and Oscar on their journey, making careful notes and keeping an eye out for the bandits known to prey on migrants. After experiencing it for themselves, the journalists had a clear message. People should look for another route for people to migrate or a safe way or a path, safe pathway for people to go through another place if they want to migrate. But the Darien, no. Don't come. Don't put your kids through this. Don't put yourself through this. Don't be raped. Don't be robbed. Don't be murdered by the cartels. From Panama, I'm Chuck Holton for CBN News. All right, Chuck, thanks so much for that report. Fascinating stuff. Chuck is always putting himself in harm's way and in the danger zones in places all around the globe. I would urge you to follow uh, The Hot Zone with Chuck Holton. That's his podcast, and he has a YouTube channel as well. But you see lots of his reporting on CBN News and the CBN News YouTube channel. Fascinating stuff. Thanks, Chuck, as always. And that leaves us with time for one last thing. We're going to head, Billy, over to Genesis 1, 26 through 28. I, I think it's appropriate for today. As a reminder, verse 27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them and God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. Dominion over the fish in the sea and over the birds in the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So there you have it. There is how we're made, who we are, the mandate we have as humans here on the earth, plain as day. Well, and it's just, it's not up to us. Like we didn't create, right? right? We're not the creators. And I think it's just such a powerful reminder, you know, that the world's always going to do what the world does, but there is an eternal truth that exists that we are called to. And so, yeah, I love that. And we, I think that's where we run into problems so many times is when we play God. We think we know better than God. And that's always when things start to go off the rails. So good spot to leave it here on the podcast for today. As always, thanks so much for being here. Really appreciate you being here with us each and every weekday morning, 7 a.m. 
Lord willing, and that creek don't rise, we will be back here tomorrow on Friday, Junior, with more. God bless. See you then.